Coming down the aisle, it's Wrestlepedia with your host, the savant of the squared circle, the Ray Man of Wrestling, it's Brody, the Insane Brain Herman. Welcome to Wrestlepedia with Brody, the Insane Brain Herman, the savant of the squared circle. And I, am, of course, am uh, the dad. Uh, for those of you who, who, who've never tuned in before, or uh, if this is the first episode, what have you, uh, just to let you know that uh, Brody is uh, 18 years old. He has been a student of professional wrestling since you were how old? From a very young age. I mean, elementary school age, I would say, or even before that. So. And is it fair to say that you have seen basically every professional wrestling match in, in the history of wrestling. Wouldn't say that, but I've seen a lot of wrestling matches in my day, that's for sure. He's very humble. Anything available on YouTube you've seen, anything yeah. available on the WWE, WWE Network, Network, you've seen them all. Yeah. All the WrestleManias. All the WrestleManias. All yeah. the big events. All the big events. Okay, well this is going to be fun. What we're going to do today is we're going to count down the top five managers yeah. in the history of professional wrestling. And, uh, you know, I'm not a, a wrestling expert the way you are, but uh, I am uh, a person who watched some growing up. Yeah. And I am sporting uh, my Hulk Hogan Fu Manchu today <laughs> at your request. I actually yeah. had a big beard, but he said, how about a, how about a, a tribute to, uh, to Hulk Hogan? And I said, I, I think I can do that. Yeah. Anyway, without further ado, let's get cracking on this list because... Uh, a lot of people are going to probably disagree with you, sure. uh, but that's okay. They can leave something in the comments, or they can contact you via email at brody at theinsanebrain.com. Yep. Okay, let's get started. Who do you have at number five for the greatest manager of all time? I have Jimmy Hart, the mouth of the south, at number five. Oh, Jimmy Hart, who we happen to have right here, right? Yeah. Tell us about Jimmy Hart. Who who are who are some of the big names he represented? Well, I want to start off with, of course, Jimmy Hart was a huge wrestling fan. He's from the Tennessee region in Memphis, and of course, he was a huge wrestling fan watching Sputnik Monroe, who's an iconic figure in the wrestling business. He was one of the first wrestlers that actually wanted all races and creeds to come watch him perform in the squared circle. And over the years, Jimmy Hart was a heck of an athlete in high school, and he, he actually little to me, yeah, a little bit. Uh, he. Ended up being really getting really big, uh, being a part of the band called the Gentries, and the rock band. Yeah, the rock band. You keep on dancing was one of their big songs, and of course he was on. He wasn't on vocals, but he was performing uh, musically. He's done a lot of re wrote in a lot of wrestling Listen, theme songs. All of that's fun. oh okay. Well, that's interesting. What what has he written as far as theme songs go? Um, well, he's written a variety of them alongside. Uh, guys like Jim Johnston and many others, and he's been a part of just a lot of the musical side of wrestling. A lot of his songs sound like Blue Suede Shoes. It's kind of a Carl Perkins song. So that's song. sort of the style that yeah. he wrote in. Well, let's talk about his managerial career, because you're putting him at number five. Yeah. So talk about him as a manager. What puts him in the top five? Well, he for the quality of wrestlers he managed, I mean, Bret Hart, I mean, he was a WWE Heavyweight Champion. He managed Hulk Hogan. Uh, he managed a variety of champions in his career. He was a part of Memphis with Jerry Lawler and the Andy Kaufman angle. Jimmy Hart was right involved in that. Mouth in the South manager. He was he was just a part of big angles. And when you think about wrestling and you look at 
his presence and just memorizing wrestling, especially from the 80s and the 90s. You can't leave off the mouth of the South. Jimmy Hart was always there. And where is he now? Do we know anything about where he is he now? He recently appeared on WWE Legends House a few years back. He's still working on, on certain projects, and it's good to see Jimmy Hart. If they ever have fan conventions again, you know, Jimmy Hart will likely be at him. He's very active, and it's good to see that he's in good health, unlike most in the wrestling business. Well, yeah, and that is a true fact. I hate to say that. Yeah, uh, you've been called the Rain Man of wrestling. Is that a fair? Is that a fair statement? Is that a fair characterization? Yeah, I would say it's a fair characteristic. Uh, well, let's let's go to number four in your list. Sure. Who do you have at number four? Gary Hart. Gary Hart. Any relation to Jimmy? No, he's not. Does everybody in wrestling have the last name Hart? I don't. I don't. Follow. Yeah, he's Hart, Hart's a Hart big one. Either. No, he's not. The Hart family's up in Canada. We'll talk about them on future episodes. But they have a huge presence. Well, in tell wrestling. us about Gary. Hart. Gary Hart was. When a, did he manage? Is he still managing? No, he's he's deceased. He died in two thousand and eight. Unfortunately, see how little I know about that. I don't know anything about. Yeah, this. poor Gary Hart. Um, he was he was great. He was a, a specialty manager. He wrestled mostly four heels which mostly Japanese wrestlers, Pac Son Nam in Florida, and he rose to prominence there. And then he also booked with a booker and had a creative mind, ended up doing a lot of work in Texas, the Texas Territory, ran by the Von Erichs, Fritz Von Erich, and a lot of uh, in the Von Erich family. And he ended up going to WCW, and he ended up managing Great Muda and Buzz Sawyer and the JTEX Corporation, where a lot of people remember in the later 80s. And then, of course, you know his managerial career was cut short and his premature death in 2008 so it's unfortunate but gary hart was a specialty well, manager and of course the people that he's influenced why does he come in on the list higher than than jimmy hart? well how did you make that decision because he was the one that brought that made the foreign heel a, a, a character i mean that was so one he of, created the foreign heel at a sense of the foreign heel having that mouthpiece manager that made that foreign heel even more menacing gary hart was an ingredient that added in his creative mind behind the back and especially the Texas Territory, and a lot of assertive influence he's had over a lot of matches, uh, you have to put him on the list because he is a great manager and he's well-respected. And unfortunately... So he, was, he was an innovator, fair to he say. He was an innovator, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you do get credit for that. I mean, personality is obviously a big part of being yeah. a manager, uh, but really innovation and creativity has to be considered very important. Sure. All right, let's move to number three on your list. Who do you got at number three? Of course, the one in the only war is Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman. Paul now he Heyman. is actively managing. Yes, now. he is. He. I always felt like I could have. I could have had his career. I yeah, could've, I could have done. That. Well, he sure could have. He is from Scarsdale, New York. He well, I, I lived it. in New York most of my. Well, I can't say most of my life now, but the first eighteen years. Yeah. Well, he's from Scarsdale. He. Uh, first started off in the, he was a huge wrestling fan growing up, and he uses bar mitzvah money to make a wrestling publication. He I, was a photographer. I did not know. What do you mean bar mitzvah money? He's Jewish. Yeah, Paul Heyman oh is Jewish. Oh my God! Look at that. I had no idea. Yeah, he's Jewish. Um, that's a little fun fact out there. Uh, he spent his bar mitzvah when he did a wrestling publication of being a photographer in the WWE. Did he ever manage Goldberg? He did not manage Goldberg. I would have thought that would have been a great alliance. No, the, it was not. He was actually opposing Goldberg. Goldberg, and we'll talk really? about that in a few minutes. Paul Heyman then ended up being the head photographer at, of course, Studio 54, and he ended up promoting wrestling events for them and ended up debuting you know, Bam Bam Bigelow and a lot of other wrestlers and you know, he was kind of a promoter slash manager. And then he got into WCW and managing the Samoan SWAT team and a few other tag teams, the Dangerous Alliance as a manager, WCW, around 89 to about 92, 93. And, of course, in 1993, he joins Extreme Championship Wrestling, where he's known really behind the scenes as a big promoter and a booker. 
and they were huge on the East Coast, of course, with that grunge rock movement, and ECW sells his fans that are loyal today. And, of course, he heads back to WWE and, and you know, ends up being a creative writer for SmackDown for several for a while, 2001 through, I think, 2003. Uh, he was a head writer of SmackDown. And then, of course, what he's probably most notorious for is the debut and rise of Brock Lesnar. He was the manager yes. for him in the beginning. And, and I've always said Brock Lesnar, of all the guys, if... if it, it, I believe if all fights were just fair and there wasn't so much scripting and planning, I can't imagine any human being yeah. beating Brock Lesnar. Well, Brock Lesnar is one of the greatest amateur wrestlers, professional wrestlers, and mixed martial artists. I mean, artists he, the he world looks like, seen. like if God had sat down and said, "Let me make somebody who who looks like a wrestler." Yeah, I feel like God would have made, made Brock, Brock Lesnar. That's a Goldberg quote. Uh, actually, is it really? Yes. Uh, I, mean, if like, God I didn't create, even know that. If God were to create a warrior that looked like a wrestler, it would be Brock Lesnar. And they he does. The I mean, he's got a head like a block. Yeah. He, he No neck, or no. if there is a neck, I mean, it goes right into It was intimidating, shoulders. and he was one of the youngest. I mean, he was WWE Hollywood champion the first year he was on the WWE main roster. I mean, this shows you the guy that he was and just the character magnitude and being agented or advocated by Paul Heyman was certainly added. My favorite Brock Lesnar quote. Do you remember what it is? Yeah. You have to learn to lose to learn to win. That's right. You can't you can't learn to win until you learn, learn to lose. lose. Yeah. I don't know. I use that all the time and uh I don't often attribute it to Brock Lesnar, uh, but I should cuz that's yeah. where I, that's where I got it from. Yeah. So I'm admitting it here live on the uh, yeah. on the podcast. So so, uh, other than Brock Lesnar, uh, who are some of the modern wrestlers yeah, that he's Paul managed? Uh, he's managed uh, CM Punk, WWE World Heavyweight Champion. He's managed Ryback, Curtis Axel. He currently managed the Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. So, Paul Heyman is still very involved the big in the wrestling. Yeah, I the mean, big that, names. Those, those, those are the big names. Yeah, when you think of managers, especially in the modern era, and you think about the cell phone that he carries and the yeah. Yankees ball cap. He, I'm he having a hard time. You've Paul only Heyman. got two left on your list, and I could already think of so many names that come to mind for me. Let's move to number two on your list, and then after you reveal number one, I'm going to ask you about a few big names that did not make your cut and find out why, why? they didn't make the cut. But who do you have at number two? Well, this might cause a racket, and you'll see why that's funny in a minute. Jim Cornette. Obviously, you can't leave okay. off great wrestling managers with Jim Cornette. And, and, and Jim Cornette was another one of these great innovators like Heyman and Gary Hart. But that's what's great about managers. A lot of managers book wrestling because they know the reaction of the fans, and Jim Cornette, let's start off. Him and Heyman's careers are almost identical. Heyman's the northern version of the southern Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette was a photographer in the Memphis Territory in Louisville for the Jarretts, Christine Jarrett, and then Jerry Jarrett and Jeff Jarrett later on. And the Jarretts ran the Memphis Territory with Gary, with uh, Jimmy Hart, Jerry Lawler, Andy Kaufman, and a lot of other people. Jesse Ventura appeared there a little bit. And, you know, he was... He became a manager shortly thereafter, and of course, then in 1983, he was paired up with the Midnight Express, which was his most famous tag team that he managed, which included Bobby Eaton and Dennis Condry, and then, of course, 1987, when they were in Jim Crockett Promotions, it would become Stan Lane and Bobby Eaton, and he managed them until 1990, and then he managed the Heavenly Bodies in Smoky Mountain Wrestling with uh, Jimmy Del Rey and Tom Pritchard, and then earlier on, it was Stan Lane and Tom Pritchard, and... It was a great tag team, and, and, you know, Jim Cornette was just, he brought that emotion. When you think about riots and wrestling, especially in the Mid-South Territory where he was for a while, nobody you can associate more with Jim Cornette. When you have a manager that brings out the emotion in fans, that's something special. He's, you know, an innovator in wrestling, one of the most innovative minds in wrestling you know, I, history. I think it's fair to say, too, you know, when we talk about wrestling managers, you know, we think of it, uh, well, maybe maybe not all of us do, but as as... 
somebody's sort of managing the, the, the person's, you know, training or, or activities. And that's really not what we're talking about yeah. when we talk about managers. We're talking about managing the set, managing yeah. the scene, yeah. managing the career based on creating some drama. Yes. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously we know that in professional wrestling, it's not just about your wrestling ability. No. You have to... You have to either inspire people right. to love you or inspire, inspire people, people to, to hate you. you. And the manager really plays a huge role in yes. that. Because a lot of times they're the ones kind of lending their voice yeah. to the dynamic, setting yeah. the stage. And that's really what they're managing. Right. Any other big names that Jim Cornette is associated with um, from a wrestler standpoint? He managed Yokozuna as a WWE Heavyweight Champion in the 90s a little bit with uh, Mr. Fuji, who I don't really think of as good of a manager. Cornette added a lot. Cornette... When you talk about that emotion and, and, and when you riot and you get angry at a manager for doing something, that separates just an average manager that just cuts a promo to one of a great manager is to instill an emotional response that, yes, you realize that, man, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's somewhat of a performance. But, man, when you get that emotion and a riot at a wrestler or a riot at Jim Cornette for doing a promo, that's what you, that's the reaction he wants. I mean, you try to harass Cornette. And he's still active. He, he is somewhat active. He does a podcast called The Jim Cornette Experience and right. Jim Cornette Drive-Thru. But, uh, but a tremendously popular podcast. He's a, yeah, tremendously popular Even to this day, people figure. want to hear what he has to yeah, say. Yeah, he is, he is a guy full of opinions, and he is very knowledgeable in the wrestling business. When you talk about the term savant, which he uses a lot, uh, Jim Cornette has got to be that individual. And the, and, and the innovation and, of course, bring really bringing the character of the modern manager uh, until we mention our number one name, he's really the guy. Okay, well, that takes us to number one, and now I've got even more names I'm going to be asking you about afterward, but little little drum roll, who is, in your opinion, the number one, the best manager in the history of professional wrestling? It would be Bobby the Brain Heenan. You, you Bobby, add that I, him I've heard of. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby the, the Brain, Brain Heenan. Heenan. Yeah. Why him? Why him? <laughs> Bobby the Brain Heenan added a lot. He was a weasel. He started with Dick the Bruiser in Indianapolis, and then he became the manager of Nick Bockwinkel in the AWA, which added a lot to Nick Bockwinkel's character. And, of course, he's managed... I mean, when you think of the big angles in wrestling, and especially in the in the 70s and the 80s, it, Bobby Heenan seemed to be always involved in them. You know, when you talk about Hogan and Andre, Bobby Heenan was the manager for Andre. And then, you know, Bobby Heenan is just always there. Whatever, he always managed the top heels against Hogan. I mean, that's a variety of names. I mean, whoever heel was facing Hogan, I mean, that's almost a list of 20 guys. Heenan was the manager. Name a few of them? Um I mean, he was in. I mean, it's the Heenan family: King Kong, Bundy, Nick Bockwinkel. Um, I mean, there's there's just so many. I mean, Andre, just a lot of people that he's managed over the years. Kamala, a little bit. And and is there anything else? Was he was he a significant player in the in the early age of WrestleMania? Uh, yeah, he was. I mean, WrestleMania one, Heenan was on the card wrestling almost every heel on the card. I mean, he was pretty much the guy. I mean, Bobby Heenan, he came over from the AWA with Mean Gene Okerlund, which, I mean, those two additions from the AWA and Hulk Hogan basically made WWE the company that it is today. I mean, if you didn't have Heenan there, you know, and of course Heenan was on wrestling, you know, wrestling superstars and wrestling with uh, Gorilla Monsoon, his friendship with him, and him even announcing for WCW. He was, you know, famous for his voice in professional wrestling behind the mic, and he had a great heel promo, and he, you know, really was what the epitome of that Weasley manager really is. He's the Fun fact is, with Bobby Heenan, he's the only manager that famous wrestling promoter from St. Louis, Sam Muchnick, 
uh, whatever book would be Bobby Heenan. He didn't like managers, he didn't like interviews, and he didn't like tag teams very much, but he will book Bobby Heenan because he knows how much Bobby Heenan means to a wrestler. He adds that ingredient, not only promos, but just his Weasley attitude and just how he's able to manage. I mean, he wrestled, I mean, managed Rick Rude, he managed a variety of wrestlers. I'm going to throw out a few names to you that did not make the list. And for each of them, you don't have to give us the bio, but... Just let us know why they didn't make the list. Yeah. Now, and maybe, look, may, I'm just remembering these guys from my youth, but right. uh, Captain Lou Albano does not make your list. <laughs> uh, why? Um, his mark on the wrestling business wasn't that big. I mean, to be honest, uh, he was a WWE manager. Uh, he was most known for being in a music video of Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper, that's where I know him from. Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Yeah, and also was, having those rubber bands in his Yeah, in his, rubber uh, bands. Beer. Yeah, and he had that you know that blue vest and always a white t-shirt under it. But he wasn't really involved in really ma- making wrestling what it is today. When you think of managers, you don't really segue towards him. You only think about him really with Cindy Lauper. And when you talk about big wrestling names, he was never really associated with big angles and you never remember Who a big did wrestling. Have? Did he have Magnificent Morocco? Was that he was for Alvarez? a little while? But yeah, I mean, he he floated around. Whatever happened him. to Don Morocco? Magnificent Morocco. He had a great, he had a Saw Cruz Intercontinental Champion, but he kind of petered out after a while. And you know, he he did pretty well. I remember as a kid his rivalry with uh, Tito Santana. Yes, for the IC belt, and which had a lot of fun with that. Yeah. that's my era. Yeah, that's your era. Let, yeah. let me, let me bring up another name. What, what about the Grand Wizard? <laughs> Paul Heyman likes that guy. Uh, Grand Wizard took Paul Heyman under his wing. Grand Wizard was a character. He was, you know, one of those three managers in WWE. Grand Wizard, Classy, Freddie Blassie, that's, and Captain and that, Lou that's the next. That's the next name I right. was going to answer. Those three Classy, WWE managers. Those are the guys I grew up with. Right. But Freddie Blassie did not make your list. No, I mean, he was I mean, he's a native St. Louis, and by the way, fun fact. Uh, Classy like Freddie Blassie was a great wrestler in California, and being a manager. He was involved in a few big angles, but... He wasn't really involved in that emotional side of WWE. There's the, those three managers were atop at one point. And then when really superseded them was Jimmy Hart and Bobby Heenan. And then they kind of got thrown on the wayside when those two guys kind of took over the main event angles. And then they pretty much did the rest of them if they needed managers. And, of course, that's why managers have faded today because once a lot of the guys like Heenan were – that's what makes Paul Heyman number three, by the way. Is Paul Heyman's one of the only managers still around. That's one right. of the things so, about so the manager. In all fairness, by the time Paul Heyman's career is done – he may emerge to number one. I mean, depending well, on what else he does. In yeah, his I mean, he may emerge. Uh, he probably won't emerge to number one, but he is. He for when you talk about one of the last great wrestling managers, because they're pretty much being outlawed. Paul Heyman is unfortunately one of the last managers that you'll think of when you talk about last great managers. He's so you think my guys. chances of still making it are probably out the window? No, I mean, you still could as a manager. I mean, there's always going to be managers in wrestling that are just not as prevalent. You well, know, if anybody there. from the wrestling world is watching this and they'd like me to audition for the part of being one of these managers, uh, count me in. I, I really think I could, I could do something special with it. Anyway, listen, that's his list. And he obviously knows a lot about wrestling, has given this a lot of thought. Who did he leave off? And and if you want to find out why he left them off, leave something in the comments or send an email to Brody at theinsanebrain.com. You'll respond personally yeah. and you'll explain why you went the way you did, why somebody didn't make the list. Yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, now is the time to subscribe and uh, share it with your friends if you've got friends in the wrestling world. We're going to continue doing a bunch of episodes uh, to start this series off. And we're going to start, season one is going to be filled with uh, debate episodes. Yeah, absolutely. Ranking episodes. But after that, we're going to expand 
to a wide variety of wrestling, of wrestling topics. topics. Yes. Any final thoughts? I mean, just all great managers for different reasons. I mean, the managers, you know, unfortunately, is kind of a lost art wrestling. When you think of wrestling in the 60s and then the 70s and really the 80s and into the 90s, managers were a huge fixture in the professional wrestling business and added that mouthpiece yeah, to wrestlers I that didn't like, have the mouthpiece. Well, and it may be that the guys they're they're bringing along today are oh, maybe, have more mouthpiece they, oriented. Yeah, yeah. They, they they're a little bit more natural characters it's themselves. More promo based. Because when I when I remember watching in the seventies and eighties, if you just had a guy who was huge like Andre the Giant, right, you made him a wrestler. Right, he wasn't the most articulate fellow in the world. I mean, no, that's why you tacked him on. Nowadays. A lot of the people they hire to wrestle right. can also have the personality. Right, they put they too. put the promo in there, and they don't really have managers now. Though there are yeah. some re- promotions that still believe in managers, and normally a lot of managers are ex wrestlers or some managers right. or photographers that they like. Well, there you have it. Listen, the guy makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next time. Take yep. care. Take care.